Welcome to Centre Church. We hope you enjoy this message recorded live from our Burgess Hill campus. Good morning, everyone. It's a great pleasure to be with you today, especially because it's my grandson's dedication. <laughs> it's amazing. Thank you very much for also the way that you have welcomed Hannah in this place. She feels really home. And uh, yeah, thank you for the support that the whole church is giving for Hannah and the Alex and now Michael. And our greetings from Luton. We plant a church, we are planting a church almost 10 years, but we feel we still plant a church for 10 years in Luton. And uh, yes, our greetings from our congregation to you. And it's good to be with you. And for your joy, Robin, don't feel bad because I'm terrible with jokes as well. And especially when we try to translate our jokes from Portuguese to English, never works. <laughs> we are together. So what I want to share with you today is something that God has shared with me in the beginning of the year, but I feel it's still relevant because I don't think it was only for NCF church. I think it's for the moment that we are living as a body of Jesus Christ. As someone else mentioned here, we are in Christ, we are in recession. So many things going around us. And even when, when God gave me this word after COVID, but we are not where we are at today. And it's in the book of John. John, I will not read the full story because it's quite long. This makes your homework. You can read at home if you are not familiar with the story of the Samaritan woman. And when Jesus met this woman in the well. And the, but the verse that really touched my heart is uh, chapter 4, John chapter 4. And verse 35b. Jesus said, I tell you, open your eyes and look at the fields. They are ripe for the harvest. There's another translation that says, lift up your eyes. The, mine and IV say, open your eyes. I think it's the meaning is the same. For us, lift up your eyes. This is what I want to share with you today. You know, I have been a missionary. I have been in mission since I was 21 years old. When I was 21 years old, I felt it's time to leave everything because I was little and I knew I want to be a missionary. I had a passion for the kingdom. I have a passion to serve Jesus. Before I carry on, excuse my accent. You are going to need the Holy Spirit to help you today to translate. <laughs> I'm Brazilian, I have a very strong accent, and maybe my grandma doesn't work so properly, but I hope you get the, a little bit of what God wants to say for us today. So yes, and the, I was little, but I had a heart for, for mission. I, I had a heart for Jesus. And when I was 21 years old, I went to YWAM. I think everyone have heard about YWAM. And I did my DTS. And after finishing my DTS, I went to work in Amazon, in the jungle, five days from Manaus, the capital city of, of the state, five days up the, the, the river, and in the middle of nowhere. And there I spent one year and a half to work among the indigenous people, with people who live by the river. And sometimes you have to travel to visit people who live by the river, to preach the good news. We get the little canoe, when you had money, when you didn't have money, we do a little boat behind the canoe. Anyway, we get there. 
And I had one incredible experience. This is the thing that God reminded me when God spoken about lift your, your eyes. Because then when we have to cross the jungle, we are, we are missionaries. Why are you missionaries? We don't have money. We couldn't pay someone else to take us to the place where we need to, to go. We have to walk through the jungle half of the day. And that day when we were walking to get another side of the river to get another boat, you are in the jungle. You are, there, is, there is danger in the jungle. And I, I am so fearful of snakes. I don't like snakes and can imagine. I, I, I am fearful of snakes. And then I am in the Amazon jungle where you have every kind of snakes that you can search in the world. Anyway, I was, we were walking there with a lot of thinking in our back, in our head, and it, all the time. I was so concerned about the snake. I didn't want to be bite by a snake. And then I was looking down all the time. You know, I crossed the, the whole hours that you, we were crossing this jungle. I was looking down because I want to make sure where I was stepping. I want to make my path safe. But there was something that I have missed. This is the thing that when God spoke to me, he reminded me. Almost 35 years ago, God reminded me how much I have missed in my walk through the jungle. Half of the day, I walked there just looking down. And can you imagine what I have missed in that opportunity? The jungle is beautiful. If you lift your eyes, you are going to see the beauty of the trees. Monks jumping from one place to another. Parrots, the, the, the birds singing. What amazing picture. What amazing thing that I have missed. And God was speaking to me. What a glorious view I missed. Just because I was scared of his snake. I allowed fear to rob me on the unique experience. I never went back there. And I missed. And when, when God spoke to me, I said, wow, God is so true. I really miss that incredible experience that I had there. And I cannot go back. It will never come back because it was a unique, I'm saying the right way, pronounce the right way, experience. And when we see here Jesus teaching his disciples, he tells his disciples to lift up their eyes to the field because it is ready for harvest. But what I want to touch here, Jesus was not just concerned about the harvest that was in four months' time. Jesus was trying to bring something for the disciples that they haven't realized, they haven't seen. They were seeing that Jesus was there in the well with a woman in the middle of the day. They knew in four months' time there was a big harvest, but Jesus wasn't the point that Jesus was trying to make here. Jesus is trying to offer not only a vision of need, because they needed to harvest, they needed the crops to eat, to feed their families. But Jesus is bringing here a principle of vision. It's a principle for the kingdom because Jesus was preparing his disciples for something great that was to come. And Jesus is trying to bring the principle of the kingdom. And if you see here in the book of Colossians 3, Paul says, since you have been raised with Jesus, set your heart on the things above where Jesus Christ is seated at the right hand of God. 
Set your mind on the things above, not on earthly things. And Jesus was trying to bring his disciples here to think about the spiritual thing that was going to happen in that opportunity. Jesus wasn't concerned about only the crops. He was concerned about what God wanted to do in that opportunity. And you see what Jesus says. Jesus says a little bit, if you go in the first verse of, of John 4. Jesus said, I have a food to eat. And the food that I have to eat is not from this place. The food that I, I will eat is my Father's will. Jesus was concerned about the will of the Father. Jesus was concerned not about the physical things. For sure, it is important for us. We live in a world, we are human. But what Jesus was trying to teach his disciples, please do not just focus in your only issues. Do not only focus in the situation that is between the Samaritan and the, the, the Jewish people. Do not focus in the need of water. Do not focus only in the need of the crops that you can. Jesus is trying to bring his disciples' attention for something spiritual that was about to happen. And he said, my will is to do the will of my father. My food should do the will of my father. Jesus was trying to bring them for their spiritual reality. If you want to see the will of God happen in our lives, we need to do what Paul say. Think about the things that is above. Do not only focus in the earthly things. We have everything to focus in the earthly things right now. We are living in a very difficult moment. Recession, crisis, government, petrol going up, food growing up. Everything is like, ooh, you can, you know, you can be in despair. But this is not our calling. You know, our calling is to keep our eyes in Jesus. Our calling is to keep our eyes in the things that are above you. Looking Thou will not be able, never, never be able to fulfill the kingdom principles if you do not focus in the spiritual thinking. Flesh cannot get what heaven wants to do here in this planet. If you think we have to go to the spiritual level, we need to be connected with the mighty, powerful God who is the one who will be releasing things in this planet to bring it, to change the situation, to orchestrate different circumstances. So as Christian people, we cannot keep our thoughts. You know that we are irresponsible. We are not acknowledging what is going on. Yes, we acknowledge what is going on. But we know in our own strength, we will not be able to change anything. We need God. We need the power of God. We need the ability to hear the voice of God. So when we hear the voice of God, we will be able to respond for our moment. We will be able to respond for our crisis. We will be able to respond for what is going on in the parliament, in our families, in our churches, after COVID. It's so much going on. It's the reason that we need, excuse me. We need to keep our eyes in heaven. We need to keep our eyes in what God is doing. I wrote something here. You know how much those who look down are missing. 
And there are even Christians, even for us, it's so tempting to keep our eyes in our circumstance, in the thing that is surrounding us, in our issue, we have issues, we have it. Jesus didn't tell us that we are going to be a Christian and free, be free from issues, from difficulties. No. We are here, and we have difficulties, but the thing that you lead us in victory is how much we are connected with heaven, is how much we are listening to God, is how much our ears is in tune, what heaven is planned, what heaven is preparing, and then we are able to hear, and we are able to respond to heaven. And you see here, the disciples were concerned about, wow, what is going on here? Jesus well, where is the food? We are going after food. And then when they come back, Jesus is talking with a woman. Oh, what is going on here? Jesus is talking with a woman. You know, and even this woman is Samaritan. Can you see what was going on there? So much distraction there. And Jesus is, come on, you need to hear. You need to pay attention. What heaven wants you to do at this moment. And this is what we need, church of God. We need to hear and we need to answer for what God is about to do in this moment. God is not going to do it by himself. He could. But he works in partnership with us. You and me are the instrument. Are the people that God is going to use to manifest his glory. To manifest his salvation. To break free in this nation. And so we'll be able to experience revival. It's not the angels. Who are going to do it? It's human being. It's me and you. And God and heaven is counting on me and you. God, yes. And sometimes many things in this world, we get stuck with so many things in this world. And we miss the opportunity of what God is orchestrating in our moment. And I always remember the Pharisees. And I pray, God, forbid me. Protect me to behave like the Pharisees. Because, you know, the Pharisees, they are people who search the law. They are people who are searching about the Messiah, the come of the Messiah. They were really, you know, in the scripture, the whole law. Sadly, they miss the time of God's visitation. And Jesus told them, you have missed the time of God's visitation. The Messiah was among them. The Messiah was walking the street among them. The Messiah was going to the synagogue. Jesus was among them. But they didn't pay attention. They were so, even though they were in scripture. They were searching, searching, searching. They were crazy searching there. But they miss what heaven is doing. This is what we need to be our, our brothers and sisters. We cannot keep it too much focus. Even sometimes as a pastor, we, we get crazy. You know, we get so, so many things, so many people, so many situations that we need. And sometimes we, we really need to put things aside and come back. God, I need your voice. Because it's so much, so many distractions among me, so many issues. And I, I am not the Savior. Jesus is the Savior. And we need to come back to the place where we focus in God. We focus on what God is saying. We focus on what the Spirit of God is saying for His church. And in the book of Revelation, we see here, here what the Spirit is saying for His church. And right now, we need ears. The church, again, I say, the church needs to tune. We need to tune our ears to discern what God is doing. You know why? You don't want to miss what God is doing now. Do you? I don't. 
And every day I ask, God, open my ears. I want to hear your voice. And I want to be inside. I want to be participating in the thing that you are doing. I want to respond to you, God. I, I don't want to be like the Pharisees. The Messiah come, he went, and they never, they never realized that Jesus, they waited, they waited for so long, the Messiah they never see, they never enjoy, they never, you know, they were not part of what God was doing. They were not part of that moment. And yes, there is a story, as I said to you, of a woman. There was a barrier between the, the Jews, all of you know, and the Samaritan, the woman with the five husbands. There, you know, there was a big issue, and being a woman was a problem. Being a Samaritan was a huge problem as well, and having five husbands is worse. Can you imagine the position of this woman? But here Jesus is trying to teach a powerful lesson to his disciples, and also for us today. Don't think that it was only the disciples who need this teaching and this awakening. And, you know, wake up, lift your eyes. It's for us as well. And Jesus is calling his disciples to look above the prejudice. There was prejudice. She's Samaritan. She's woman. And sometimes we, 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 we can... We, Sometimes we can be, have prejudice as well in our ways to serve God. Oh, she's a woman. Oh, she's... Oh, she... Anyway... Racial discrimination. She's Samaritan. She's not a Jewish. We are Jewish. We are better. Cultural thing as well. Woman doesn't have a value. And you see, there are so many things that the disciple was thinking. When our eyes focus on the ground, at our feet, we miss, we miss much of the real beauty and the opportunity that is surrounding us. We need to... Check ourselves every day. Where is my fault? What, what is getting my attention? What is entangling me? What is robbing from me? And Jesus he said, he was so clear. And I preach it to my church every day. I'm saying to you here because I preach in my church. What Jesus said, seek first the kingdom and its righteousness. Excuse me. And the other things will be added to you. This is a principle of the kingdom, church. Seek first the kingdom and its righteousness and the other things you'll be added to you. Stop focusing yourselves. Stop, you know, thinking about ourselves, our little world. The kingdom of God has to become our priority. If the kingdom of God is not my priority, there is an issue. There will be a problem. Because you have been called to be part of the kingdom. Jesus has gave us a kingdom. And we are citizens of this kingdom. And we are here to manifest this kingdom. We are here to expand this kingdom. We are here to go around and make disciples for Jesus Christ. We are here to sacrifice whatever we need to sacrifice. And bring this kingdom forth in our lives. So the other things will be added to us. Can you see the beauty in the kingdom of God? But our problem is we seek our things first and leave the kingdom for last. And then there will be a shoe. Things is not going in the proper way. In the world, yes. Yes, outside you get your job, you get your money, you work, you have your saving, you have a big house, you knock your house, you extend your house, bigger and bigger, and you are never satisfied. But when we invest in the kingdom of God, 
the issue is different. Because the principle of the kingdom is God manifest his kingdom in this planet. It's a spiritual kingdom. And Jesus say, my kingdom is not from this world. Doesn't, doesn't function in the way that the world function. It's different. It's different approach. If you are famous, you are the star in the kingdom. You say, you have to humble yourself. You know, if you want to be the first. If you want to follow me, give up everything and then come and follow me. Can you see? If you read the scripture, we are going to see the difference between the world outside and the principle that Jesus has established for us as his church, as his people, because we are not people of this planet. You know, we are, we are not alien. Oh, are we? Because we belong to heaven. <laughs> and our vision has to be in the things that is above. Paul is preaching for us. Seek the thing that is above. When our eyes, as I have mentioned it, when our eyes is focused on the ground at our feet, we miss much of the real beauty and the opportunity that surrounds us. Sorry, I didn't pay attention when I come here. Let me know when my time finishes, please. I can go here. Crazy. <laughs> Our eyes are so down that we don't see the spiritual move of God. We cannot see the spiritual if we are not connected with him. Spiritual thinking with spiritual thinking. Flesh is with flesh. And the flesh doesn't give a lot of results, you know. What gives results to us is experience the spiritual things. It's living the spiritual realm. Because now we are spiritual. The spirit of God lives in us. The power of God dwells inside of us. So we need to activate this power. You know, sometimes we say, God, give me power. God is already there. You have received. You have gave. God gave you the whole authority that we need to function. He has already given his gift for his church. We need only to activate the gift. Stop thinking about yourself. And start to think about the kingdom. And those who are lost in despair. Who need a touch. Who need a voice. Who need someone else to come and preach for them. And let them know that Jesus is the savior. Every Wednesday we go to the street of Luton. And we do business there. It's amazing. I, I like when you are doing some evangelism as well. That's it. This is what we need to do. Go around. But I, I'll come later on about these things. There is a harvest. What Jesus is telling. Jesus say, you look at the spiritual opportunity that was open. When Jesus is telling his disciples, lift you. Lift your eyes. There was a spiritual opportunity that was open. You know why? Jesus saw in the Samaritan woman a harvester, a field. Can you see what happened? The woman, when she came and she, has a, she met Jesus and discovered who Jesus is. Jesus tell everything about her. She, well, she, there was an interaction there. The woman was born again. Her sins was forgiven. And what happened? The woman ran to the village and she tell all the village, I have met the Messiah. He told me everything. And she bring, oh, I think half of it doesn't say how many, but many people from that village came and they were saved as well. Can you see? When we pay attention of what heaven is doing, we are going to see great harvest. But the disciples, they couldn't see. They couldn't pay attention. They were thinking about, oh, she's a woman. 
you know, she's Samaritan, where's the food? We need the food. They're concerned about the everything and they, they miss the big harvest, the big salvation. How many times we are missing? The big people that God wants us to touch. People who can imagine the guy who brought Billy Graham to Jesus. I have had so many stories that the, 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 he was doing a conference and just this young boy became Christian. May he went back and said, oh, my investment here. I spent so much money and time to build all this thing and now just one boy. And can you see the big harvest? How many million of the people Billy Graham reached out? Can you see? Sometimes when we hear God's voice, we reach one person, and that person is the, the big harvest. That person is the one that God is going to use to bring many into the kingdom of God. And I love what Paul said for the church. He, he prayed, he said, I pray that the eyes of your understanding will be enlightened, so you'll be able to see. And Paul is praying, and I pray this prayer for myself. I pray this prayer for my church. We need to ask God because sometimes the scales, the veil is here and we are not able to see what heaven is doing. We need God to open our eyes so we know the hope. And again, Paul say, I pray that the eyes of your heart may be enlightened in order that you may know the hope to which he has called you. I also like the experience in 2 King 6 and 17. When Elijah, Elijah, I, I, I never know who is who, Elijah, 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 one of these guys who walk alongside the guy, the prophet, the big prophet. And the, the, the big prophet, they were in trouble because the, the all Assyrian army was surrounding, you know, that, that area. And when the little man saw he was in despair, there was a problem because the army were powerful. And when they saw, we are in trouble here because how we are going to defend ourselves. And Elijah, he had the vision. You know, we need a prophet. We need a man who have the vision. We need a woman who have the vision. Men and women who see beyond. Men and women who see what the spiritual realm is going on. And when the guy is so scared, and Elijah, he prayed, God, open the eyes. Open his eyes, Lord, so that he may see. Then the Lord opened the eyes of the servant, and he looked at the soul, the hills full of the hosts and the chariot of the fire around them. That's awesome. That gives hope for us. What I'm saying here is not a point finger for anyone else because we are in the same boat, we are in the same journey. journey. But what we need is cry out, God, I want to see. We need to desire to be involved. We need to desire to be part of what God is doing this planet as never as before. We need, as a church of God, we need to respond for our moment. We cannot ignore. We cannot think that that's normal. Everything is fine. It's not fine. It's not normal. It is our time to stand and to see and to move in partnership with God, to move in the power of the living God, position ourselves as a powerful army to do what God is calling us to do. Psalm 146, they say, The Lord opened the eyes of the blind. The Lord raises up those who are bound down. There is hope for us. We need to cry out for our God. Enlighten my understanding. It is time to get rid of everything that holds us. Men make us blind. Our fear, our tradition, our 
prejudice, our, our pain, our anger, our disappointment, our disagreement. We need to get rid of all the things that can entangle us to serve God and to be part of this powerful army. Things that is stopping us to work in unity. Because where there is unity, there is blessing. The Bible says that God will pour out his blessing where there is unity. And we need to get rid of our disagreement and work in unity. Lift up your eyes and the Look at the field. Jesus saw, as I said, in the Samaritan woman, a field ready for the harvester. Look at the place where you are now. It is your field. You don't have to wait to go to Bible school. You don't need to go to Ayuham to do your DTS. You don't have to leave your job to go full-time in ministry. Your job is your field. You don't need a platform. You don't need this microphone. I'm here because I was invited. You know, thank you for inviting me and trusting me to be with you. We don't need title, pastor, doctor. No, we don't need. You are already in full time in ministry. The day that you gave your life to Jesus, you have said yes. And you engage in something so powerful that may you haven't yet realized what you are part of. It's a kingdom that has been thrown to you. It's a power that has been given to me and you through the Holy Spirit. It's a new life. It's righteousness. You know, it's wisdom. It's peace. It's authority. So we need to engage in these things. Yes, you are, you are already full-time in ministry. Get the vision and see the opportunity that God is giving to you in your workplace, school, your university, your neighborhood. Wherever you go, there will be a field ready for harvest. harvest. Your neighbor, your colleagues, your family, yes. Because you carry the glory, you have the anointing, you got the power and the authority to bring transformation. I love it. You know, we have it. Okay, thank you. Yes, I'm almost finished. Five minutes, two, three, two. You have the wisdom of God to break the wrong concept of who God is. You have your identity in Jesus Christ. You belong. You belong to Jesus. You are son and daughters of the living God because Jesus died on the cross and he rescued us from where we were in darkness and he has brought us into the kingdom of his son, Jesus Christ, in which you have redemption. We are forgiven. We are kingdom people. We are heirs. We are people of the promise and we have the authority and the power that was given in the Pentecost day. And this power and this authority is not for us to hide, but it's for us to spread around. And yes, let's move in the authority of Jesus. I remember, just to finalize, I remember Joseph. Joseph had everything to go wrong in his life, but Joseph, he positioned himself in an idolater, in a country that didn't know God, but he influenced the whole nation economy. He saved Egypt from a great famine and from the prison to leadership and power. Can you see what God does when we hear, when we respond? No matter your past, no matter your trouble, just listen and respond to God because he brings you from the pitch and he puts you in the palaces. And he makes us nothing and make us something. 
Because it's the power of Jesus Christ moving us that will make the difference. Daniel influenced how many kings? I don't know, maybe five, three, four, but you were many kings that in Babylon, Daniel, he influenced, he, he gave wisdom, he brought direction for the kings. We need people of God, men and women of God in the parliament to give direction. We need prophets to speak over the nation to bring transformation. He brought transformation in the spiritual realm, Daniel, in the political realm, advice, and he brought vision as well for the nation. There are many other men and women in history that has got God's vision, who look up and they understood what God wants to do in their lives and through their lives, their communities, and they, they respond to God. Yes, the fields, the fields were ripe. And they had a great harvest for many of them. And the field is ready for me and for you. Take your eyes from your ground and lift it to God's vision. We also have a food to eat. Our food is to do the will of our Father. Thank you for watching this week's message. For any more information or to find out more of what we do as a church, you can contact us at info at or check out our website at www.centre-church.uk.